0: On this episode, we will get a micro break peek at the advancement of electric vehicles in the United States over the past few years. Everybody, Welcome to the all new micro break podcast, the podcast for humans with the attention span of a goldfish. I'm your host, Michael J. Mayone, and this episode is all about the electric vehicles, folks. You know, those really expensive vehicles that are like forty five thousand dollars to start and go well over six figures. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about the evolution, if you will, of EVs in the U.S., and I'm going to dive right in now. I just want to say thanks for hanging in there with me. I know a lot of you guys have been listening to the older episodes. You noticed a lot of changes on the channel, so I'll briefly discuss what's happening. I truncated the playlist down, so to speak. What I did is I went back and I listened to a lot of the episodes that I didn't feel really fit the channel because now the podcast is really going to be focused on just technology. We're going to skip entertainment and all that. Look, I have a lot of passions But I don't have a lot of time, and that is the problem. So my passions lie in technology, and the advancements of technology, the inventions, and the history of technology. You're getting the message here, right? So we're going to stick to that path, that route. We're not going to take any forks, unless, you know, every once in a while we might divert. But for the most part, we're going to stay on track. Because this is micro break. So we're going to keep the episode short and sweet and try to keep them consistent for you because you guys are coming back and you're looking for more. So here I am. So let's dive into electric vehicles. They've become increasingly popular in recent years, and this trend has only continued to grow here in the U.S. In fact, over the past three years, there's been significant advancements in the production and adoption of electric vehicles across the country. Everywhere you go now, you're starting to see more and more of these things popping up. I see a lot of Teslas, a lot of Model 3s. The white Model 3, personally to me, looks like a marshmallow. But anyhow, I digress. Firstly, one of the most notable advancements in electric vehicles has been the increase in the number of available models. Major automakers like Tesla, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Toyota, and Nissan, there's a lot more, have released new and improved electric vehicles ranging from compact cars all the way up to three row SUVs. As a matter of fact, the uh, Kia just came out with EV9, which is like their Kia Telluride. And this thing is a three row Telluride. It kind of looks like a Telluride. The difference is it is all electric. So, yes, it's more expensive. How about that? Surprise, surprise. This increased variety of models has made electric vehicles more accessible to a wider range of consumers, which has helped to drive adoption. Secondly, the infrastructure to support electric vehicles has also advanced. Now, significantly? No, not really. (laughs) Honestly, I think the closest charging station for my house, not counting my house, is at least 10 miles away. There's one very close to my job. But I got to be honest with you, when I leave work, if I'm low on charge... First of all, let me let me get this straight right out. I don't have an electric vehicle. I have a mild hybrid in my, my car, but it is not an electric vehicle. So I put gasoline or petrol, if you're listening over the pond, in my vehicle. I do not need to charge it. I have no patience. I live in New Jersey, and when I want to leave work whenever I can on time and get home as quickly as possible, I really don't want to deal with, but having to go somewhere and charge it. Now, if I have enough charge to get home, perfect. I can plug in at home. We'll get into a little bit of that later. But honestly, when you're in a rush, you don't want to stop. Even when you're going on a trip, do you really want to sit there and charge a vehicle? But as they add more and more infrastructure and get more and more charging stations into places that are a little bit more, I don't know, accessible, like Walmart's going to roll out a ton very, very soon across the country, There's a few Walmarts out there now that have charging stations, but they're going to have a lot more and it's going to get more and more. You're going to be able to pull into Wawa's and there'll probably be at least half EV uh, pumps and uh, and gas pumps. I don't know. The home pumps charging stations. So half EV charging stations and half gasoline pumps. By the way, Wawa. (laughs) Apparently, I learned that Wawa is a very uh, East Coast kind of thing. There aren't many Wawa's in Texas. You guys have buckies and everybody has something else out there, pilots. So you you get what I'm saying. So Wawa's kind of like the same thing. So the electric vehicle charging stations are starting to spread out more and more across the country. Of course, Tesla really is the leader in this area. According to the Department of Energy, there were over 43,000 charging stations in the U.S. as of 2021. And now in 2023, get ready for this, there's over 160,000. That's a big jump in a few years' time, especially through COVID, with more being added every day. Additionally, many businesses such as hotels and shopping centers have started to install charging stations as a way to attract customers who own electric vehicles. I do travel a lot. I've been to a lot of hotels. I can't even recall a single charging station parking spot. In all the hotels that I've seen, but okay. Another important advancement in electric vehicles is the introduction of government incentives to encourage adoption. For example, the federal government offers a tax credit up to $7,500 for the purchase of new electric vehicles manufactured in the US. Sadly, that leaves a lot of vehicles out. Check with your manufacturer to see if the vehicle you're considering qualifies for a federal tax credit. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of them don't. I don't think Kia does, but Tesla does because it's US. So they keep changing the laws and 7,500 bucks is like right off the top. So you basically get that back in your taxes. If you were going to pay 2,000, well, you end up getting 5,500 back instead. If you're going to get 2,000 from the federal government, you're going to get 9,500. So it's kind of cool. Got to look at it as real cash money. The dealer doesn't give it to you. The Fed does. Many states also offer their own incentives, such as rebates, tax credits, and reduced registration fees for electric vehicle owners. So there's another option there to save some money. And like I said earlier on in this episode, these freaking cars are expensive. I'm sorry. They're a lot of money, a lot of cash moolah. Hopefully the maintenance costs are lower because there's a lot less moving parts. That's what they kind of claim you get more performance and all that but how the hell fast do you have to go zero to 60 honestly most of the people i see that drive electric cars don't even drive them fast they know they can but they don't finally the cost of electric vehicles has uh, decreased over the past three years i guess in perspective they have because there's more and more competition but decrease doesn't necessarily mean that they're cheap They're just decreasing at the top level into that $50,000, $60,000, $70,000 range. This is due to advancements, of course, in battery technology and the economies of scale and production. So the more you make, the cheaper they get, so to speak. According to Bloomberg, the average price of an electric vehicle in the U.S. dropped over 30% since 2015. But again, those cars in 2015 were a lot less money, so do the math. It might not seem like that since the average cost of the vehicle has gone up quite a bit since 2015. Also, uh, many of these cars and SUVs are being targeted into the luxury segment. So just keep that in mind, too. For instance, a uh, true story. My wife was watching television <laughs> about a year ago, almost a year ago to the day, and she saw an ad for a BMW iX. Now, the BMW iX, she didn't know watching the ad. What does she know? She did not even drive is all electric. It's brand new. It's bigger than their X5, a little smaller than their X7. So anybody that knows BMW knows that this is a pretty decent sized car. I saw a few in person and uh, yeah, they're pretty sharp looking. Very, very uh, futuristic, uh, very high performance. And oh, by the way, that I mentioned, very expensive. How about this? I priced one out on the website because I want to respect my wife's wishes, of course. And it was over 115,000. So I was pretty disappointed to say the least. So I wasn't getting an iX anytime soon. Now it gets better. I get ads all the time from BMW because I'm nice enough to leave them in my inbox. I haven't removed myself from the newsletters and I get lease deals all the time. And I just got one for the BMW iX. This is the basic model. $1,600 a month with $6,500 down. That's pure insanity. If you've got $1,600 a month for a car, you probably make a lot of money, a lot more than I do. And not to mention, you're really renting the damn thing. You're not even getting to own it. In conclusion, over the past few years, electric vehicles have made significant advancements in the U.S. As we continue to see advancements in technology and production, it is likely that electric vehicles will become even more popular in the coming years and hopefully manufacturers will start reducing the pricing so even the humble blue-collar worker can afford one and play his or whole, his or, <laughs> play his or whole. <laughs> you know, I really should just leave these uh, these word blunders in because I think they're funny. So that one, we're leaving in, folks. That one's for you. The other thousand, I edited out. No, there wasn't that many, but you get my point. So hopefully manufacturers will start reducing the pricing so even the humble blue-collar worker can afford one and play his or her role in preserving natural resources and the environment. Woo! We got through it. See, that wasn't so bad. That was a micro break. Now you can go and listen to Joe Rogan or whoever you want and keep them making billions of dollars. So they could buy the BMW iX for them and their entire family and even their dog. But for me, I'm very, very happy to drive the car that I drive. And I'm very happy to have gasoline in my car. What about you? Why don't you look me up on Twitter at micro underscore break and tell me, do you like electric vehicles? Do you own an EV? If you were thinking about buying an EV, What EV would you buy and why? So I'd love to hear because I watch a lot of these automotive journalists and I have mixed reviews and opinions about every vehicle I see. There's some really good stuff out there, but there's nothing like firing up an engine, smelling the fumes, (laughs) hearing the engine rumble, hearing the crackles from the exhaust from a performance vehicle. Electric vehicles to me, yes, they're fast, they're powerful, they're quick, 0 to 60, But they have no soul. The soul is when the engine that has to churn up and spin up struggles to keep that car going, struggles to get it off the line. To me, there's nothing like it. But who am I? Maybe one day I'll be driving an electric car and I'll eat those words. I may not have enough money for any more words because I spent them all in the damn electric car, upgrading the infrastructure of my electrical system in my home, to a 200 amp service since right now it won't even hold a uh, dc uh, well not dc but ac fast charge like a 220 volt 50 amp is really what you want we're not getting into all the nerdisms of owning an electric vehicle you're going to discover that on your own so there you go thanks so much for listening don't forget to follow subscribe and all that crap and i'll catch you on the next one